This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us. Uh, as I mentioned just before the break for the news, uh, an informal online poll, it was a poll created by the Canadian Mental Health Association, has uh, been receiving hundreds of responses. And there is a theme to some of the responses that mental health supports need to be in place for younger people, for teenagers and for youth. And getting those supports into places like schools, could make a huge difference. Joining us on the line to talk a bit more about this is Shilpa Narayan, a youth mental health activist. Shilpa, thank you so much for being here. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. Yeah, good morning. Uh, Talk a little bit, if you can. Uh, You're a youth mental health activist. What what are things like right now if if a young person gets to the point or or realizes that he or she needs uh, some kind of mental health support? Is there support out there? Absolutely. So, in my journey, what I've gone through um, in terms of depression, anxiety, I've also been at the forefront along like many of my peers and many youth today that are having to reach out for support. And while reading the article, um, MJ, one of the other youth that were outlined in that article, also stated, um, and I, I agree 100% with that, is that there are services. However, there needs to be a push for more there because we are looking at, at this point, there are services, but you have to, you only get to them when there's a crisis. And we need to be able to have earlier intervention. And that looks like, whether like about, um, the, art, the outline, the outline in the article is that like you have it in schools, you have it in homes, and these things need to be pushed because, again, like I said, they're out there, but you need to be able to go into it and say, you know, there shouldn't be an eight to nine month wait list, you know, or there shouldn't be when a youth goes in, they're only in crisis if that's when they're seen. Um, earlier intervention looks like, you know, bringing in more services into schools, bringing in screenings into schools and things like that. So we've come a very long way, I believe, when then from I was younger, when I started my journey when I was 12 years old. And so now it's we've, we've progressed, but I feel like, more work needs to be done. And for you, when you talk about your journey, what was it like when you first realized that something just something wasn't right and that you needed help? Absolutely. It was the most scariest point in my life because I remember waking up one day and, and asking myself, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And having these this, this feeling of just extreme guilt and anger and sadness within me and I was I was lost and I was confused because even you know, twelve and I'm, I'm you know, now I'm twenty one right now and back then too like it, the stigma was still there and now we've progressed so much that we are talking about it and back then it was still you know if if you're going through something you you deal with it on your own and you you try and you try and figure it out so with that I I didn't know where to go how to do it and for me it was this one day where I just broke down completely, you know, I was about grade eight, grade nine, and I had a teacher that all she did was ask me, you know, how are you doing? How's your day going? And I just looked at her and I said, something's not right. Something is, I'm not me. Um, and that's why I'm, you know, I've devoted myself really to, to education, conversation, and helping youth because now, I mean, there are more services, but we still need to have those active conversations because the the stigma is, is still there. It's still lingering and we need to be able to, to fight it. And I was very lucky that I had one individual that really saw something in me. And then, you know, as I progressed through high school, I had 
um, a group of individuals that helped me to go out and seek services and find services. And now they're, you know, the services are still there, but we need to be able to have those stronger support networks in place for you so that they're not, you know, and youth, I believe, you know, once we get into the this very negative cycle of mental health, it's very easy to become so vulnerable that you begin to find negative coping outlets. And in this survey as well, it really drives the early intervention because it can lead to, you know, a future then. If you start early, you're able to then work. And I was very lucky that my intervention started early with the people that supported me. And I, you know, I was able to then have that strong support network to guide me through to whereas now I'm able to stand on my own feet a bit and help other youth and where some youth may not be able to get that. So I really hope that, you know, our new government and everything, we push that so that youth aren't falling off the grid. Yeah. And do you find you have we have we progressed in identifying it? Like you said, in your case, it was a, a teacher that asked how you were doing. Uh, but have we have we at least kind of opened our eyes to the fact that there there are young people dealing with this? And it's not just the the angst and and awkwardness that can go with being a teen. Oh, absolutely. I think we've come a far way, whereas we are now recognizing that there are more and more youth that are extremely struggling. And, you know, and just look at, I mean, for example, this poll says it all, is that 80% is adolescence. And that, you know, with that also comes with so many other life experiences and trauma that youth are facing. I mean, the youth homelessness rate is extremely high. And with that, we, you know, we need to take these polls and we need to, you know, we're working on it. Definitely, we are working on it. But I really do think that, you know, more work does need to be does need to be done in terms of, you know, helping our youth because, you know, we there's there's youth that I know that I work with as an outreach worker that are as young as, you know, again, like twelve, thirteen, fourteen that are that are on their own because they don't know how to access it. And with that I think again the early intervention services would be so crucial having um, you know, able to have more social workers, more youth care workers and have those those systems and supports in place that just at least get that youth a little step forward. And I mean, from from when I you know when I started going through everything to now, like the supports are there. There are more youth groups. There are more um, drop-in centers. But I always always believe that you know the fight for change, conversation, education is always something that we must continue. And like you said as well, and and I've seen other stories of this also, it's the idea of you shouldn't have to wait until you're in a full crisis to get that Absolutely. help. Absolutely. Yeah, I've also, I've been through that my, myself as well. Is you know you going you're going into going into a service and you and you tell them that look like this is my situation. I have all this paperwork filled out, but then put it being put on an eight to nine month wait list, not because they think that you're not you know bad enough or good enough, but it's because there's simply no room. You know our hospital beds are being full, filled to the rim. We only have a few youth beds in, in the city and. And we only have a few spots, you know, in mental health and and, um, and substance use services that are able to take youth in. And there's such a big turnout now of youth that are just coming out. And, I mean, it's because of there's so many, you know, activists and so many advocates. And we see the problem is coming up in the city. So youth are now feeling that they can speak about it. But it's still it's still hard because I know so many youth, and again, myself included, that have, have been turned away and are only seen in a crisis. But I truly believe that whatever you're going through should always be honored and should always be seen. 
and that's where that where this that's where this work needs to be done. All right. Well, Shilpa, we'll have to leave it there, but I appreciate you coming yeah. on. It's a very important topic, so and uh, I'm glad the survey is uh, shedding some light on this. Yeah. Shilpa, yeah, Shilpa, thank you again so much. Appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.